0: Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, the latest and greatest in the world of sports. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Of course, we're broadcasting. And remember you can follow and subscribe to the latest episode of the podcast on SoundCloud. Tune in, iTunes, and Spreaker on multiple platforms broadcasting and keep online with our Twitter. And you can also email the show, Rich Talk at gmail.com. That's rich sportstalk at gmail.com. And interestingly, I had a lot today about in my inbox today about this trade. With Kawhi Leonard and listen I'm not a huge fan of what San Antonio got back they got a nice B plus player in my opinion but they were never going to get the same value as a Kawhi Leonard back I understood that and listen I understand DeMar Rosens he's a 20 plus point scorer not a great defensive guy not a great three-point shooter he's a nice player I understand that he's a very good player but the thing that I really was surprised about is Popovich is trading a guy he's having problems with buying into his system now for a guy that was benched in the NBA playoffs. I mean, we, we, we remember that, right? He was benched for the Raptors in the NBA playoffs just a few months ago. It wasn't, wasn't yesterday, but, I mean, this is very interesting. It's almost trading a prom for a prom. I don't think it was a situation where, look, I understand DeMar DeRozan gives you a guy at least you can maybe build around His contract, while big, isn't horrible, especially with the Spurs' current cap situation. And more importantly, they get that first-round pick from Toronto. It's a protected 1-20 through selection, and after one year, it becomes two second-round picks. But for me, what I kept hearing from a lot of colleagues in the media today was that this was a good trade for the Raptors, because Kawhi becomes arguably one of the top two players in the Eastern Conference. This is a team that last year had the best record in the Eastern Conference, and now with LeBron James out of the conference, it's their time. And my first reaction was, if you had a Kawhi Leonard that was completely bought in, I would say, yeah, I would say Toronto would be the favorite. Look, I really like what both Philadelphia and Boston are doing, but both those teams are still young and I think the Raptors, their biggest problem was they always came up against LeBron James, and it was not a good matchup for them. And this is a team that you look at their roster, it's an aging roster. They have everyone under contract for the next season or two. This is really their time. They're kind of like Houston. They're unfortunate. They're in a situation where they have to go all in with their current roster makeup. It's a veteran team and they gotta go for it. And they've realized they have a one to two year window to really do this before they have to completely gut it and reload. But here's the problem. Multiple sources coming out that Kawhi Leonard is told sources that he would also be willing to sit out this year with the Raptors. So to me, you're training for a player that's threatening to hold out. You know he wants to go to Los Angeles. And I understand the philosophy of, well, Paul George was going to go to Los Angeles. Oklahoma City brought him in and gave him a big offer, and it was going to be the money situation. And everyone was saying, hey, Paul George is going to go there. I was one of those people. I really felt he was going to go there. But then the money, when he was going to get paid more money than LeBron James as a B-plus player in the NBA over the next seven years, it made sense to stay there. And listen, he had Russ Brook there. They're still going to be a competitive team. I don't think they're built for long-term success in the postseason, but they're going to be a perennial playoff team with the two of them. Now, with the Raptors, it's a different situation because, to me, Kawhi Leonard, an incredible player, but he's told everybody he wants to be in Los Angeles and more specifically a Laker. And it's a situation where I really see that happening. And at the end of the next offseason, he can go to Los Angeles and play with LeBron and help grow his brand. He's been arguably— one of the top five players in the NBA over the last few years. He's one of the best defensive players. He's one of the best all-around players. But the problem is for Kawhi, and I think it will be the same thing in Toronto, is this is a guy who's in the prime of his career, one of the most talented players on the planet. But because of being in that San Antonio market, being on that team where Greg Popovich is the biggest star, and being in a team that's all about the team, it's not really about the individual, It's a situation where he didn't have a chance to really grow that brand of his. And in Los Angeles, he understands that if he plays with LeBron James, he's seen how LeBron has elevated other people around him into great brands in the NBA, and it's all about the branding. He's not going to have that branding opportunity in Toronto. I mean, we forget Toronto is in Canada in a winter season. Toronto's a beautiful city, but for NBA players, it's not that attractive. Think about this. When was the last time they landed big free agents? And this is the other problem they've run into. I know they wanted to move this DeMar DeRozan contract off the books, but who are you bringing in? If you haven't noticed Toronto, you draft guys, they tend to leave. You're not bringing in big free agents. This isn't Miami. This isn't a West Coast city. This isn't a big metropolis that attracts NBA players in the middle of the winter. Toronto is a very hard city to get NBA players to, and I understand that Oklahoma City isn't exactly a great city either, and you could say, well, we'll have the money argument for Kawhi Leonard at the end of the season, but he's already come out and said his, the people around him in multiple reports, he's willing to sit out with the Raptors too. Now, one thing I've heard some speculation about, and this doesn't make a lot of sense to me either, is this theory that they've traded for Kawhi to trade with the Lakers now could that be a possibility it might be and the only way I see this is if it's maybe a mid-season trade if it's not going as well Toronto as they thought it would go if like let's say they're the third place team in the east but they really don't feel they can compete with Boston or Philadelphia and they say look we're going to lose them at the end of the season anyways let's get some young pieces some draft picks from the Lakers But you have to remember this. This isn't going to be a quick turnaround either. By the NBA rule, in the offseason, you cannot trade a guy for 60 days. So he's going to be on Toronto for minimum of 60 days. Now, he could refuse the physical, but I still think Toronto's going to want that asset anyways. It's just a very odd trade. And I understand that this is a situation where I don't think Pavovich won Kawhi Leonard in the same conference. He was looking for the Eastern Conference. I think that initially they wanted too much, and teams understand what Kawhi's goal is in getting to the West Coast with Los Angeles and the Lakers. But I'm I'm thinking, Toronto, what are you doing? I understand that you have to be aggressive and swing for the fences sometimes, but you're trading one of your fan favorite players who's under contract for the next few years, for a guy who has repeatedly said, I want to go be a Los Angeles Laker, who's on the last year of his contract, who has threatened to sit out the season if he didn't get to Lakers with one team, the team that drafted and the team he's had success with, you're trading for him and you're giving up a draft pick for a team that in two years is going to have most of their veterans coming to the end of their contracts. It it just doesn't make sense to me. I understand that they understand that there's a window, and I get that there's a two-year window. I get that LeBron's no longer in the East. I get that they feel like Boston in two or three years is going to be impassable. The same thing with the Sixers. Maybe there's another team that comes up in the East. But for the time being, I understand that you want to throw a Hail Mary pass here, but Toronto... I understand how great Kawhi Leonard is, but do you really think he's going to buy into Toronto? Do you really think he wants to be there when all he has said repeatedly, I will sit out. I want to be in Los Angeles. And when he says Los Angeles, he means the team in gold and purple, not the Clippers. Let's be honest. He wants to be... With the L.A. Lakers, he wants to be with LeBron. He wants to be a star in that city, and more importantly, he wants his brand and he wants to be out there in the NBA after being stifled in a environment where the head coach is the most popular player on the team. Arguably, it's about a team method, and more importantly, he's been considered one of the top five NBA players, but he doesn't really have a great brand because of the market he's in. San Antonio is not a market. That's out to promote their players. It's like New England in the sense that it's all about the team and the system. That's why they're a dynasty. That's why they have five championships there. But for Kawhi, being a young 20-year-old kid in his mid-20s, it's a situation where he's looking and saying, man, I'm one of the best players. I have a limited shelf life. I'm not going to get my brand here in San Antonio with Popovich. I want to get it out. Los Angeles can do that. Toronto can't. So I've heard a lot of people today saying, oh, this was a bad trade for the Spurs. This was a great trade for the for the Raptors. I've even heard a couple of people saying, well, you know, the at least the Spurs get a good player under contract, a good score. They get rid of Kawhi. They get him out of the conference. To me, I don't think either team really made this tree. And I think a lot of really good NBA fans and people that follow this league – when they read this trade, they were scratching their head a little bit, saying, this was the trade? for Gwyler, I understand he you weren't going to get the same value back for him, but I was like, Toronto? Toronto traded their most popular player and their player under contract, and it's a big contract, and I know they probably don't want to pay him that much money, but at least you have a locked up B, B-plus player in the NBA for the next couple of years and a good score on that team in the face of your franchise, and you're trading it for a guy who has repeatedly said that he wants to go to Los Angeles. And I think what happened is they've gone disillusioned. They said, wait a minute, Paul George, he said he was going to go to the Lakers. He said he was going to go to the Lakers, and he stayed in Oklahoma City. But those are different circumstances. I think Paul George's personality doesn't want to be the alpha on that team, and he knows Westbrook can be it. He knows he's going to be in the playoffs. And more importantly, they're going to give him a lot of money. Now, Toronto can go with the money angle. But I really do think Kawhi does want to eventually get to the Lakers and play with LeBron. I mean, he's threatened to sit out games. I mean, Paul George was demanding a trade and saying he would leave. But he wasn't demanding that, oh, I'm going to sit out games. I'm going to purposely sit out games and not play. Kawhi is threatening to do that. And he's threatening to do it again. According to multiple sources, I've checked multiple sources today, his party, his camp, not only did they not find out about the trade through the organization, they found it out through Twitter the way we all did, which is number one, not going to make him very happy. Number two, the situation is he's going to a team in Canada that he doesn't want to play for and it's not to the Lakers. Now, could the Raptors flip it? Could they possibly trade him midseason or early in the season, get a couple draft picks back from the Lakers, get a couple of young pieces to build around? Maybe. Maybe, but to me, it just didn't make a lot of sense. I look at this trade, and all I kept thinking was, did anyone really win? I mean, the Spurs get a player that's got a big contract, is a good player, but doesn't shoot a good three-pointer, not a great defensive player, and had problems with his head coaches. And... I mean, we can talk about the other players in this trade and the draft picks, but let's be honest. This Really, the big part of this trade is DeRozan and Leonard. And for Kawhi and for Toronto, I understand the short-term thinking. Wow, like Paul George worked out great in Oklahoma City. If we could prove it's great here, he's going to want to stay. And this is our time. You have a two-year window. we got to take an opportunity. And I've always said I'd rather see a front office be aggressive than passive. I'd rather see a front office make a mistake aggressively and being proactive than just sitting back and letting things happen. But you also have to think this is a guy who has constantly said, I want to go to Los Angeles and I will sit out games until I get there. And he's got one year left on his contract. And I'm sorry, Toronto. Toronto's a beautiful city. But it's in Canada in January, February, and March in a winter's league. And it's also in a conference where Kawhi Leonard's going to say, man, I got to go up against Boston the next five to ten years. I got to go up against Philadelphia for the next five to ten years. At least if I go to the Lakers next year, I could be with LeBron. I can hopefully hope that Golden State, when their contracts are all coming up in two years, someone leaves. Maybe Durant leaves. Maybe a Draymond leaves and takes away some of that chemistry. Maybe some boredom sets him with Golden State because they're just so used to rolling through people. To me, if you are a Laker fan and you were hoping Kawhi Leonard was coming, I think this might have been one of the best things to happen to you because I think it's pushing him more toward the Lakers now. But if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm disappointed because I'm like, man, this is all we got. I mean, I get DeRozan is better than I think a lot of what you might have gotten from some other teams. But they didn't get a lot of draft picks back. They didn't get a lot of young talent like they could have gone from the Lakers. And I look at Toronto and I'm saying, what is Toronto doing? I get they want to go for it all this year. But come on, Toronto. I mean, what's going to happen 12 months from now when Kawhi decides, if you haven't traded him, I'm going to go to Los Angeles to play LeBron. And then you realize you have a bunch of money timed up. In Aging for Agents, you traded your face the year before, and then you're back in a complete rebuild in an Eastern Conference that is getting better and is going to have Philadelphia and Boston being highly competitive for the next 5 to 10 years. This is one of those trades, we always talk about winners and losers, and we can always dissect this a year from now. I always say it's you can't really look at a lot of these trades in the short term and make big grades. and. But just from the short term, like usually you can look at a trade and say, wow, one team did really well or on the surface or on paper and another team maybe didn't do so well or this helped both teams. This is one of those trades. I just scratched my head and like, is either team really that much better off at the end of the day? Well, I know one thing. We're definitely going to have to wait to see and find out. And it'll be interesting to see if Toronto is going to flip Kawhi Leonard like a house to Los Angeles. But once again, that cannot happen for a bare minimum. 60 days, but we will keep you up to date with all this story and, of course, everything with the NBA and all in the sports world here on Rich Sports Talk. Remember, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, a couple of you email me about this topic today. Our email is rich sports talk at gmail.com, broadcasting on SoundCloud, the TuneIn radio app, and available on Spreaker and iTunes. Also, have a new YouTube page, Rich Sports Talk. I'm going to be doing some feature pieces that are in the works right now, those will be up available shortly. And remember, if you'd like to tweet at us, our handle is Rich Sports Talk. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.